This show is brought to you by our generous patrons at patreon.com slash falloutlorecast. Robots Radio presents the Fallout Lorecast. Welcome to the Fallout Lorecast, a place for the Fallout community to come together to explore the boundaries of our knowledge about the world of Fallout. Says that I should do an entire show. So here I am. I'm Buddy Bot. Nice to meet you. This is the Fallout Lorecast, and I'm Buddy Bot, and I'm the best one, and I'm gonna do the whole show all by myself. Uh, Buddy Bot, you're not gonna do the whole show all by yourself. We, uh, Laney, and I are gonna do the show, and um, just because Courier said it was a good idea doesn't mean it was a good idea. I don't know. I think it's a good idea. Mm, I don't think so. So, uh, welcome to the Fallout Lorecast. This is uh, not the Buddy Bot Show. This is the Fallout Lorecast, and I am your host, Tom, or Robots. You can call me either. And I'm here with my co-host, Laney slash Neos Pandora. Welcome. Can I call you? Pandora. Can I call you Laney Pandora? Laney Pandora. N- Neos Laney. Neos Laney. How you doing? How's things? Good. We had our, good. we had our patrons here last week, so I feel like you and I haven't had to, you know, I mean, we, you were there and we all, we all chatted, but it was like a big group and it, we didn't have our regular, uh, you know, me and me and you talking about stuff time. So uh, I feel like it's yeah. been longer than usual. How are things? Things are good. I, uh, streamed Minecraft today for the first time. I played it like for the first time yeah. like, properly. Yeah. Very exciting. Uh-huh. Very fun. Uh-huh. Uh, Which edition can. of Minecraft? Because they've got like the old Java I, one and then got like so, the new one now. So I have the Bedrock one, which is the newer one, uh-huh. because uh, I got it really with the intention. Well, my roommate got it for me. He wants to play it with me and CJ. Mm-hmm. So uh, the three of us are going to play together and it's cross platform, which is nice because we have two computers and three people. So uh-huh. one of us is going to have to hop on the PlayStation. Yeah. Secret, cool. it will not be me so what are you guys <laughs> gonna do in it I, I know this isn't follow stuff but i'm just really curious we're just real fast are you gonna be like doing adventure mode or are you just gonna be building stuff like what, what's the plan i don't know what we're gonna do together but for me today i just tried it for the first time and so i um built myself like a little dirt hut that got exploded by oh. a creeper and oh, then yeah. that's what creepers do yeah explode and stuff. Then i I uh, started like I don't know I made I made it like a wood pickaxe and then I made a stone pickaxe very exciting stuff mm. you know yeah. I, it was a good time well and then Saber good old Saber 1431 in the chat you guys know Saber he plays Minecraft and he had a really cool realm and I got to go to it during my stream today and that was, that was... very very exciting he has the the wackiest thing and let me tell you there there are quite a lot of wacky things and they're very fun. In fact, he has like 500 like cats and dogs that just hang out with him. Um, Whoa. The wackiest thing was he has this like it. It's like a, he's turned it into a machine. It spawns like squids and fish uh-huh. that go through the water and then they hit something and they die. And then they he has chests that once he opens them, they're just like full of fish and stuff so it's a fish it's a fish fish factory okay yeah he's got a fish factory he has like super weird um let's he has like a chicken one too that uh yeah cooks the chicken that's crazy (laughs) saber that is crazy i don't have minecraft but maybe i need to get it and then i can come visit um that leads me uh to the thought that we should soon at some point be getting uh pets in fallout 76 which would be super cool uh i think they're gonna start with simple 
pets, but uh, I don't know. I haven't heard a whole lot about it, but we probably will be getting pets at some point. But that's not the topic for today's show, friends. Today's show, we're going to talk about something much more darker. The uh, Raider group, the Blood Eagles in Fallout 76. That is the topic for this week. And they are they are pretty freaking messed up. Uh, I don't know if you guys have done much more than just, you know, kill them when they get in the way in the game. But there's a lot going on there. And um, there there's if you haven't done the Beckett stuff, the companion you can can get for your camp, then you probably haven't delved too far into them. But there's some really, really cool stuff that we can get into there. Holy crap. Fenwa. Thank you. Thank you for the subscription. Welcome. Thank you for being here and for subscribing. That is awesome. Uh, and more followers. Welcome, everybody. All right. So, Lainey, why don't we go ahead and dig right in? Let's talk about the Blood hey, Eagles. Digging. Let's dig. Let's let's dig. Let's get our let's let's get digging. <laughs> digging. Okay. Get, get digging. So, like in Minecraft. Like in Minecraft. Yeah. All right. So we can start out with a pretty basic synopsis, um, and then dive on in like usual. Yeah. So. The Blood Eagles are the largest raider group in Appalachia as of 2103, and they're full of violent junkies, like addicts, con men, uh, other various criminals. They actually started specifically with, like, the con men and other criminals that they picked along, Mm -hmm. Um, and it didn't turn into, like, a group of addicts until later on, and we'll, we'll talk about why that is. Uh, yeah, it's pretty cool. The, the rumor was that they were um, like a biker gang ori- originally. Right. You'll hear some of that around, but it turns out that that's not that's not most likely the actual story. Right. Beckett actually will clarify that for you um, mm-hmm. if you do all of that stuff. <laughs> um, so, yeah. So the Blood Eagles are made up of uh, like a ranked like hierarchical. Hi- hierarchical. How do you say that? System. Hierarchical. So yeah. they have... Uh, leaders at the top, obviously, and as far as we know, I counted them myself. There are about 13 ranks that you encounter in the Wasteland for the Blood Eagles, um, and this includes just your generic Blood Eagles, right? The, those are the lowest members. Mm-hmm. Two things like Blood Eagle Flares, Executioners, Destroyers, Captains, you know, so on. Um, Viceroys. And... Viceroys? Hoop Shovelers. <laughs> Poop shovelers. Oh yeah, that's, all the essentials. That's not one of them. All right. Well, <laughs> um, you can join the Blood Eagles, but you gotta start as a poop shoveler. I wouldn't be surprised, honestly. <laughs> um, someone's gotta do it. Yeah. Where do you think they get the chem- chemicals for their chems from? Oh, I don't mm-hmm. like that. Oh, mm-hmm. mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, so they have, uh, you know, all these ranks, but then at the very top, there isn't just one leader. They actually have. A three-leader system where uh, anyone is able to be promoted into these roles. And the roles are the blood, the eye, and the claw. Uh, so it's like a triumvirate. Leaders, it's like a like the Romans. Like a triumvirate. Like the like okay, so in Roman history, there there is a period in time where the um the empire is actually controlled by a t- triumvirate of leaders. So the Empire strike back? Uh, sort of, yeah. But it was like it was their way of balancing the power for a little while. And it didn't always work because two would always team up and then they'd take out the third and then they'd have to replace well, that's that one. Actually, yeah, um, that's an interesting assessment because that is how. Oh, what was it in Fallout? I can't remember. He's moving. <laughs> the, 
Wait, why keeps moving? My camera, my camera is not. I, I oh, no. have to reset it. It's it's being weird. Oh, it's fine. Keep going. So in um, in Fallout Four. In Fallout Four, what mm-hmm. is the uh the big the big ship? The people in the ship. Yeah, yeah. The uh the Brotherhood ship. The um Pridwin. No. Nope. No. What other ship? Which the, other they're ship? Super beefy. They have scientists. Super beefy, and they have scientists. We've talked about them on the podcast. Oh crap! I've been blinking on the name. In Fallout Four. Um, Fallout Four. Or is it Fallout 3? What do you mean super beefy? They're not super beefy. Oh, they have the city. The city in Fallout 3 we talked about. In Fallout 3, what is it called? Um, uh, the, the metal one on the, on the aircraft carrier. Yeah. Holy crap! Why can't I remember the name of things ever? I don't know. <laughs> oh, Everybody really? is yelling at their car stereo right now. The so Fallout sorry. 3, the city in the aircraft carrier is called the, it's called. Nope, it's not coming to me. Anyway. Come on. I know what you're talking about now. That's follow through. Okay. Yeah. They have a system like that, <laughs> which we talked about before. Mm-hmm. This system, I'm not sure if it works in the same way, but as far as I know, it actually fulfills a different need mm-hmm. um, where it's basically a safety net. So if one or two of the people, for example, the eye and the claw get murdered or kidnapped or whatever, then the blood would be able to carry on. Right. Mm-hmm. And vice versa for, you know, any combination of them. Right. Basically, by having three people in charge, you will always have someone to follow under, even if, you know, one or two of them ends up gone. But if all three get busted, then good luck. Yeah, then, <laughs> then the leadership is officially taken out. Um, yeah. So what do you think about the names of these? I think they're actually very cool. And I mean, they are cool. I mean, they, they go directly with the name of the group, which the blood is, eagles. is good. They're right. very themed. Well, if you think about it, like an eagle is known for its eyesight, its talons, right? And then, you know, its ability to fly and things. But then, <laughs> being that they're blood eagles, the blood. So blood, eye, and claw right. would make sense. Right, um, those are the three essential components. Yeah. I, I would imagine that you could also take those three components, and there isn't much detail about this, but you could also designate, say... Uh, what parts of um, authority they have over. So, for example, the Claw could be a group that is more military, militaristic, maybe the group that goes out and fights or defends the, the uh, you know, the raider group. The Eye, that makes sense for a group that's more reconnaissance, right? And then the Blood Scouts. would be like internal workings of the group. So you could actually it's probably really even divide it that way too uh, across the leadership. So I don't know for sure that that's what they do because we don't have enough information about them to know that. But it would make sense by those titles that that may actually be the case. Right. Um, so yeah, so they they live across a good chunk of the the map. <laughs> <laughs> if you will. So they're in the Savage Divide, they're in the Ash Heath, they're in the Cranberry Bog, um, and you do not want to run into them. If you are a trader or a settler or anyone and you're just trying to make your way across the areas and you encounter a Blood Eagle camp, mm-hmm. that's it for you. Like They will indiscriminately fight you until you're dead or until they die. Right? Either way, they're satisfied, I guess. Um, but yeah, so it's just not, it's not a good area. Um, and how you might wonder, have they been able to encompass this whole area? You know, how did Rivet they get City? It's Rivet thing? City. Fox and it Chat. Is Rivet City. It's Rivet City. <laughs> Sorry. Yes. Sorry. Go on. Um, Go on. How are they able to to cover so much land? And it's because they don't build their own camps. They actually move into abandoned camps from former raiders, uh, which takes a lot of the work out of kind of setting up camp. <laughs> so maybe Blood no. Vultures would be a better name. 
blood vultures. Well, we'll get to the the name at the end. <laughs> it's a nice little treat. Oh God, it's not yes. nice. And no, it's, it's not a treat. It's not nice at all. <laughs> Fen Fenwell knows what we're talking about. Um, yeah, yeah. Uh, so, so yeah, so uh, they move into camps that already existed, which means that it takes out all the effort of like actually setting up shelter. Um, they just get to kind of fill in the gaps and work within them, which is really cool. So mm -hmm. they can be essentially anywhere they want, right? Because it's more of like a like a migratory group. So they're not really going anywhere. They're more they they're more nomadic. They tend to be nomadic. Um, yeah, yeah, I was that's, that's the word, word. You're, you're thinking of. Yeah, um, but they also tend to, they're living off the. Um, basically, they're living off of the corpses of previous societies, uh, in in the most extreme sense. So like raider groups and. Survivors in the wasteland always do that, right? They're, they're living off of the remains of the previous world uh, a lot of times. But this group is now living off the remains of those people. <laughs> so they're, it's, they're the scavengers. It's like they're the scavengers <laughs> of the scavengers, which is like two right. steps removed. And that's the least of their... <laughs> what makes them interesting. Um, so yeah, so... <laughs> there's a lot of them, right? They take up a lot of space and there is just as many people in the ranks, you know, filling all these camps. These aren't empty camps everywhere. There's fully mm -hmm. functioning Blood Eagles camps across the map. Um, and how do they do this? How do they uh, do this? How do they do this? How do they make this well, work? Um, with drugs. <laughs> oh, right. The Pretty solution awful, to actually. all the world's problems. Drugs. Drugs. <laughs> <laughs> so what they do is they, they do it. Well, okay. There's like two separate ways they could go in order to recruit more members. One of them is that they will find people that are already addicts, usually uh, addicted to buff out, I find is like their, mm -hmm. their go-to. Mm -hmm. um, and they will meet these people. They will have a grand old time. They'll give them a ridiculous dosage of their drug of choice. Their poop and drug? The, the, their poop, drug. The, the poop drug the that poop. they make? <laughs> <laughs> and then they take it away and they say, you can get it back if you join us. As they um, do, as as drug dealers do. First sample's free. <laughs> Don't fall for it. Free. No, it's true. Like, it's a thing. It's a thing. <laughs> hey, man, try one of these, and then you get hooked, and then you have to buy it. Oof. Yeah. Well, yeah. So, so I mean, that's, yeah. So, they'll target people who either um, already are addicted to things, which means that they, by increasing the dose that much, it just makes them need that, right? That's how drugs work. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, they also target people who may not have any addictions at all but they'll do the same kind of thing where they kind of force it on them and then they're like hey you want to feel okay again gotta join up <laughs> like, gotta join up yeah gotta join up yeah. so uh this keeps them under their control because if the way if sorry not the wastelanders well i guess they are wastelanders if the raiders are all out of their minds <laughs> constantly then they can't plan things like leaving <laughs> Right. right. They can't. Right. They can't decide well, that they want to go against right. bloody. They can, well, they can't make any very rational decisions because right. they're they're constantly just you know high drugged as a kite, out. drugged out. Right. Uh, and two, even if they could, they're still very very reliant on the people who are supplying them with their drugs due to their addiction. So they would have to make the rational decision to try to leave and then be strong enough to be will themselves through some sort of um, withdrawal, you know? Yeah, like yeah. some sort of a, 
you know, process. And that's, I'm sure that's very difficult to deal with on your own in the wasteland where you have nowhere to go. It's not like, it's not like they have, you know, then go knock on their friend's house and, you know, door and say, Hey man, I got, I got something I'm going through. Can you put me up for a few weeks? Like, it's not going to happen. I mean, if we're looking at it from like a real world perspective, you also see that like lots of withdrawal can be, especially if you have been on very high dosages of something can be deadly. And so oh, yeah. it could be a question of either I die with the bloody goals or I die on my own suffering in the wasteland. And of course, like you have to pick which one's worth it. Um, yeah. And so it's rough. There's also uh, a lot more that they do to kind of keep you in their ranks. So um, they're expected if you are a part of the blood, e- blood, blood eagles. The blood, the blood, 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 you have to stay on the drugs. All the time you are on a bender from the day you enter to the day you die like that is it and so i can't imagine the longevity of their members is is particularly high uh it's not well i mean they also fight indiscriminately so like yeah they're not i can't high. imagine they're very coordinated they're either for a good time not for a long time you know right yeah i guess so or something like that something like that yeah oh uh, so yeah so they have to be drugged up hundred percent of the time and if they are noticed by the leadership as uh becoming noticeably sober um either suddenly or over the course of time um or, or. if they find someone who is explicitly attempting to escape or that mm. they believe might be escaping mm-hmm. they will publicly torture them in front of their camp uh Wonderful. usually to the extent of them dying most people do not survive the public torture so usually it is just torture you you are dead. So people do not want to stop the drugs or leave because it's basically guaranteed that you won't make it out. And if you do, you just, you have to go through the withdrawal. You have to go through whatever you're healing from, from the public torture. Jeez. It's not a good time. Yeah. And, and everybody has seen what happens to people who try to leave. Right. Because right. it's, it's put so on of display. Course no one else is going to yeah. really try it unless yeah. they're just super certain that they can make it out. But I mean, at what cost, you know? Yeah, there's there's uh, a lot about this that is very medieval in in and yeah. we'll get to more of that in the future. But like anytime anytime we talk about torture, that's it's a very medieval kind of thing. Um, but the the I mean classical too. You've got a triumvirate triumvirate of leaders, you have a lot of torture, you have public torture, you have these rule systems that are keeping everybody in their place and required to I don't know. Uh, need the establishment in order to I don't know not get killed <laughs> just to get their drugs to keep going because that's the rules it's very uh, I don't know it's very dark it is very dark uh, I mean you're essentially in like an abusive relationship with your leadership right like they've just mm-hmm. manipulated you physically mm-hmm. until you can't do anything else um, yeah and it's like working for a really bad corporation it is like working for a really bad corporation <laughs> and that's actually a perfect parallel because the only way in this in this group to really like get any relief uh because you can't leave is that you just have to like obey and work really hard and hopefully move up in rank until maybe you're able to kind of i don't know get a chance to be clear-headed and make actual decisions yeah. um yeah. I imagine that the blood, the eye, and the claw probably aren't drugged out all the time. You know, that would yeah. probably be bad. It's, you know, you'd have to wonder, uh, how do you, uh, if you've moved up through the ranks in order to get there, you've, you know, you've got to be addicted anyway, right? 
I mean, are they just taking lower doses in order to not feel totally out of it, and, but still not go through withdrawal? Like, how do you even manage that? Yeah, I, I, don't, I don't know. Well, that seems, I don't know. The whole thing just seems like it's, uh, once you fall into this, it's just a terrible spiral into your own death, right? Through either just the terrible things you do as a raider or too many drugs or, uh, you know, not being taken care of. You know, like when you're around a bunch of other people who are just drugged up all the time and you fall into a situation where you need help, like you can't rely on the people around you. <laughs> you know, like, ah, mutant hound is chewing on my leg and everyone just laughs. You know, like, like at some point you're just going to die. Like it's. Yeah. 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 <laughs> it's a rough situation for sure. Yeah. Yeah. So anything else about that? Or is it time to take our middle break? And Lainey's having her typical uh, connection issues. Isn't that funny? Completely new internet, completely new place. Still, still connection issues. All right, you're back. Yep. Yep. (laughs) Are we good to move to the to the mid break? For sure. All right, let's do it. Hello there, old chap. Good to see another of General Atomic's finest still eager to serve. So here we are in the middle of the show. This is the part of the show where I get to thank our patrons for being freaking awesome. You guys are the best. Thank you. Thank you so much. We are now above the $500 amount. And assuming that everybody re-ups for this month, because it is the first, it is February 1st. And if they all re-up for the month, we'll stay above that 500 amount. And if we do that for like two months in a row, that means I absolutely have to get my fallout tattoo, which is freaking crazy. Absolutely crazy. You guys are amazing. Also, I have to call out four now, four of our tier five patrons, four tier five patrons, Amelia R, Justin S, Matt B, and Zemnis, Nightwolf, our new one. Thank you so much. You guys are amazing. Thank you for supporting the show. And um, we just had our patron episode last week and we had a bunch of our tier four and higher patrons on. And we're going to do that again at the end of this month. So if you'd like to join them, check out patreon.com slash fallorecast for info on that or even just signing up at the bottom level in order to make sure that you get episodes early and ad free and the extended version of the episodes. All that stuff goes to everybody who signs up. So go check that out. And um, thank you again to all of our patrons. If you have any questions about Nuka World, I'd be delighted to answer them. So let's see. We've got some more things. And I I think it just kind of gets darker from here. (laughs) I mean, especially by the end of this discussion. But I mean, yeah. So that's all like the those are all the most intense parts. But we're going to we're going to top it off with a little cherry on top. Yeah. at At the very end. But let's talk about let's talk about the Blood Eagle. So it's not they don't just rely on their human membership in order to to carry things out in the wasteland. What else do they have going on? So they uh, have acquired robots and animals to help. Mm -hmm. Um, And not just like a couple Mr. Gutsies, not just like some mongrels. Like they have fully trained dogs helping them that they'll send ahead when they um, want to scout an area or if yeah. they are about to enter an encounter, they will send the dogs ahead. Right. And um, so they, I mean, obviously they don't care about the dogs at all, but. I mean, right. I mean, the, the dogs are a tool for them. They, they are, right. they are basically a, a war creature, right? There's something that. Dogs. 
Uh, probably, uh, but they're trained and they're they're dangerous and they're violent. They probably keep them in pens and, and they're very dangerous. I, there is um, so I've gone through the whole Beckett quest, like stories quest stuff, and you deal with the Blood Eagles a lot because he was part of this gang. And I'm not going to spoil the way uh, this stuff works, um, the way the story goes and, and how that that comes about. But there are instances where you have to fight Blood Eagles and. There is a specific stronghold I, I remember where I was picking them off from a distance with my sniper rifle. And I'm like, pow, you know, blow your head off, blow your head off. And of course, they're like, ah, where is he? And they start coming after me. And before I know it, dogs like that, that is exactly what happens is they sick the dogs out for you. So the the people up in their strongholds start kind of shooting down at you, trying to figure out where you are. And while I'm looking at that, next thing I know, I'm like, I'm like, you know, huddled behind like a little barricade and kind of peeking out, poking at them while they're trying to shoot me. And then all of a sudden I'm just surrounded by dogs. And that's exactly what they did, which is which is smart. Like it it's really a smart, smart way to dogs run very quickly. They can root you out of an area. All of a sudden you're running around trying to deal with the dogs and you're not aware of what's going on with the Raiders. And now the Raiders are getting closer with their guns. It's a really smart combination. Um, and it makes sense why hunters use dogs and guns because the dogs can root out the prey and the hunters can shoot them. And it's the same exact thing here. So, yeah, so they have the dogs and like I mentioned, they have robots um, and they. Oh, so in the human factions that you encounter, you don't usually find like you find some people working with dogs occasionally. Mm -hmm. Super mutants. Yeah, yeah, they have the big mutant humans, hounds. They have yeah, right. mutant hounds. Right, right. Um, but in terms of most human factions, you don't really encounter people with like robot armies or trained dogs as much. The Blood Eagles are very strange because they have gained access to just so much to work with. They have um, weaponry, like they they're decked out. You know, they're prepared. But the robot thing is uh, particularly interesting. Because they've gone into the Watoga Underground, which is an automated parking garage that in the Fallout universe um, had a bunch of different robots uh, maintaining it and protecting it mm -hmm. and or just acting as security. Right. Right. Um, right. And this includes Mr. Gutsies for sure, but also things like Assaultrons. Yeah. Protectrons, um, Assaultrons, um, different kinds of Assaultrons. Yeah, there's a there there is like so, a large variety of uh, automated <laughs> defenses in that area. Right. And the Blood Eagles have hacked it. So they have access to all of the robots <laughs> that were part of this area. Not not only a couple, not some that they've snatched and rewired that just all of the robots that are supposed to protect this area now belong to the Blood Eagles, mm -hmm. which means that they've essentially like doubled their manpower. <laughs> It's yeah, this is rough. so this is an interesting zone in the game. So one of the really cool things about Fallout 76, and we talk about this on the Fallout Hub a lot, is that every year when they release a big update or actually every significant update, the world progresses forward uh, and it actually progresses forward in time, too. So the way the world worked when the we'll call it the vanilla game launched is not the same exact way that the world works now that people have moved back into Appalachia. So when you would come across these robots in that vanilla version of the world, they weren't necessarily being controlled by any specific group. They were kind of malfunctioning and they were reacting to protecting Watoga and the city and they were just kind of doing their things. And I don't know a whole lot about what was going on there because it doesn't exist anymore in that 
in that regard. And since then, since the, the Blood Eagles have moved in, they've taken control of that whole area and all of the underground section that is going on with that as well, which had to do with um, with what was it, the car manufacturing and stuff? The. Uh, uh, Laney's sorry, I'm voice through. Through. Yeah, here the you are. Garage. The, the garage. Yeah, the, that's what it was. The garage. The, um, and you can go down and you can see all the cars. It was this really cool setup for how they managed the inventory of all of these cars. And part of the quest that you go on take you way deep underground and you go through all of this stuff. It's actually really, really cool. Um, and it's actually a very large area, but the Blood Eagles are now the ones in control of all of those robots. So it's you're never going to see a version of this world, this Watoga again, that isn't controlled by the Blood Eagles, unless, of course, the story progresses. And due to our actions in the game, the Blood Eagles are rooted out and that area changes ownership or is no longer owned. Who knows? But that's what's so cool about this game is that when you get in now, you're going to see a state of the world that will not be the same a year from now. Things are going to change. Yeah, it's really cool to be a part of something that is actively evolving like that. Yeah, yeah, it is really cool. All right, so they've got they've got dogs, they've got uh, robots. What else? What else do you have going on here? They also have, um, I mean, clearly they're they're well equipped. They, I mentioned that they have really good firearms. They also have power armor and their power armor is decorated in the blood eagle colors, of course, which is just red. Red for blood. Is, is red. red. <laughs> you know, I like I like the way their stuff looks because it looks really cool. It's got that like I like the Raider aesthetic, but I don't necessarily like the whole like torturing people and making yeah. them do lots of drugs. Uh, yeah, that's not really my thing. <laughs> not ideal. <laughs> not ideal. Um. So yeah, they also. Uh. I mean, they're smart. That's what's so weird is that they have like a lot of precautions. It must be the people at the top that were just like, here's everything all at once that like you're gonna be doing and working with and like your equipment and everything because I cannot imagine that a bunch of drug-addled randos <laughs> mm-hmm. could just uh, set all this up. Um. So they also have these pretty incredible alarm systems, which, you know, you can find alarms in lots of games and they work just like alarms do in most games where if you encounter a blood eagle and they have time to make it to the alarm, it will trigger and alert everyone in the area. Yeah, it's right? it's a very but similar mechanic you, to like the Far Cry games. Um, and yeah. uh, I think like Assassin's Creed does it and Dishonored does it. Yeah, it's, it's yeah. a pretty common mechanic. Um, and, you know, I hadn't thought about that because they, it just seems so natural to me that that natural to me that that was a thing. Uh, but, it, no, it is very much a function of something they specifically do. It's like the right. super mutants don't do it like, you know, Scorch don't do it. But the Blood Eagles will sound the alarm. Right, and they will. And uh, luckily, though, because of the way that it functions as a like a game mechanic, you can like stealth your way through it if you're able to take them out before they can reach the alarm then you can make it through and you're actually more likely to survive especially if you're a lower level and maybe you don't have a whole lot of ammo right or you're or you're like a stealth build that's squishy and trying to take things out uh, without being seen yeah because if you're the kind of person who just charges in you will be swamped. They will come after you with everything they got they send your dogs after (laughs) you yep (laughs) yep yeah and maybe robots um for sure. For sure. So, all right. So they seem like a, a pretty terrible group that they can't get any more terrible than that. Right. Like that's that's it. Right. I mean, Blood Eagle doesn't mean anything else. 
You know, now that I think of it. <laughs> now that I think of it. <laughs> so, someone hinted at this earlier. Uh, who was it? Do you remember? In the chat, who talked about it? I've lost it. Um, but this was this was hinted at in the chat. If you guys have been have been already watching, uh, but for anyone who's listening, you know, as a proper podcast like you do, this is a secret. Mm-hmm. So, a blood eagle. Let's get into it. <laughs> okay. <laughs> um, in like Norse history, <laughs> this was a this was a Viking thing. Um, it was a. Form this is of super torture. gross, by the way. Super gross. If it's you're if you're squeamish, Honestly, you may want to skip this. But yes, yeah, super you can, gross. This is end. Like you can you can leave. <laughs> <laughs> um, no hard feelings at all. So it's a it's a form of torture where they open you up your back. I don't know why I'm motioning. Mm-hmm. I'm like, here's a demonstration. <laughs> um, they open up your back. They separate your rib cage from the spine, open you up, and then they take your lungs and they pull them out your back oh, so that you oh. look like a bird. An like eagle, you have wings. You like your lungs become you wings are... that are out of you. Like, like they sever your your ribs so that they can pull the lungs out. Oh, you're a blood eagle. What? Whose freaking idea was this? And then why did it's it catch on? I mean, it's terrible. It is terrible. Don't, don't quote me. <laughs> but there is... Yeah. God, if you just, like... If anyone is interested and, like, hasn't heard about any kind of torture like this before, and you're like, how could humans do that? Oh, God. There's worse out there. You Yeah, but this is pretty bad. Like, is like you would have time? to imagine that your lungs don't really even work very well once you do that. Not to mention the pain of having to go through that. Um, oh no, you're done. Like, that's it. You're, yeah, there's no, no recovering no. from that. Your insides are your outsides. Yeah. What do you do? Yeah, <laughs> that's it. That's yeah, no good. It's no good. Um, yeah, you know what? I what, thinking about torture. It's one of the things that hits us as I'm not justifying torture by any means, by any means at all. But when, and I shouldn't say but. When I try to understand human history and the terrible things that humans do, even in our own world today, but especially in previous iterations of the world, and you look at something like this, you have to understand that we don't actually kill the food that we eat anymore. Back in between like what, 700 and 1000 AD, back when this was a thing that people, you know, the Norse culture did. The majority of humans, 90 some percent of people actually raised and killed their own animals in order to eat. So they were constantly butchering things. They knew from a very early age what things looked like when you chop them up. They dealt with blood all the time. They dealt with the organs on things all the time. They were skinning animals and chopping the meat off and pulling the Lots internal organs animals. out. Lots of animals are incredibly similar to our body in the way that their organs are oh, yeah. made out. Yeah. It seems crazy. You could be like, oh, these people eat pigs. How could they possibly know? I don't I'm not saying blood eagles eat pigs. Sure, but like sure. random people eat pigs. How could they possibly know the anatomy of a human in order to do some crazy right. torture? No, yeah, but it's the same. It's we, we look size. very similar. Yeah. Any any mammal is gonna have lungs, it's gonna have a heart, it's gonna have a liver, it's gonna have a stomach, it's gonna have intestines. Like the inside parts of your body are all very similar to other mammals. So they would know that if, you know, when you stab a person, it, they're not just, you know, red goo on the inside, that there's stuff in there and things are kind of organized in the same way. Um, so not only do they know this, but they're also desensitized. 
Imagine growing up on a farm where you have to slaughter your own animals all the time, every week, in order to make sure that you have meat and food on your table or food to sell to your community. Eventually, you become desensitized to this. You just do it over and over and over again. It becomes a thing. And the other thing that happens in human psychology is we often define our enemies as other. We see them as lesser than us, like an animal. And this is a very common thing. And we have to break this. We still have to fight this in our own our own psyche today. This idea that people we disagree with, even just disagree with, not even our mortal enemies with and have been warring with for years. People we disagree with, we tend to dehumanize. And in a society where you have been warring with people and people have been killing the people that you care about and you're at war with them is very easy and they look different than you and they've come from a different place and they speak a different language. It's very easy to dehumanize them, to think of them as animals. And if you think of them as animals, then maybe you can do the things that you do to animals to them. And so therefore, the, these kinds of things come about. And it's not a justification by any means. It's just an understanding of how this may have been something that wasn't so far fetched in the past, but that today seems absolutely crazy. Many of us today see a spider on the wall and we're like, I don't want to squish it. It'll be gross. You know, like, <laughs> like <laughs> I don't squish the spider, you know, like, or we run over something in our car and we're like, ah, oh, I hit a bird. Oh, that's, oh, it's so gross. But it's it's not the same thing to people who grow up on on farms, even in the 20th century, by the middle of the 20th century, by World War Two, half the population was still farming. That was half the population. Like it's only this last these last few decades where everything has moved away from that. And farming has become so efficient that such a, a small percentage of the population actually does it. And even when they do it, it's often desensitized. We use machines. We don't necessarily use people in all of those roles. So anyway, just kind of a cracks me up a long description uh, of that. Yeah, go ahead. People who like when people are talking about um, unsolved crimes or like, you know, anything where like there was some sort of gruesome murder. Right. Mm -hmm. And they're trying to figure out like who done it. Um, (laughs) Lots of the time I listen to a lot of these like true crime things. Right. And they're always like very popular. They they knew where the organs were they took out the liver like they must have been a surgeon or like had a medical background as if human beings aren't like we're not that complex animals like yeah it's it it wasn't mine and so of course like if i could imagine not myself i'm like absolutely do not hurt people but like you know any random person could go out there and be like if i want to stab someone in the gut I can try and figure out what organ to go for. Like you, the mm-hmm. people well, look like people. People who have psychopathic tendencies are more likely to uh, torture and kill and, you know, cut apart uh, animals, small yeah, animals, while they're growing up. So when, oh, yeah, where did you they can absolutely track that back? Oh yeah, most people who become serial killers have there's like a couple things. So you, you can look back at their uh, their childhood. They probably killed animals, right, mm-hmm. or tortured them. Mm-hmm. Um, and they so, also usually have like a bad relationship with at least one parent. But it's right, like it's like right. for like some really crazy reason usually, not just like we had a rocky relationship. Like it's like something yeah, was wrong. Yeah. <laughs> but to to talk about the whole animal thing that like you wonder by the time they become adults and, and psychopaths who are actually preying on humans, how did they learn where these body parts were? Well, they did it to animals. So the, the you know, surprise, a squirrel has the same kinds of body parts. They're just smaller. <laughs> like 
There you go. All right. Well, that's enough on the gross stuff. We'll 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 skip that stuff uh, for that. But that's that's the Blood Eagles. Uh, dangerous stuff. Um, if you haven't played through the Beckett quest line, go ahead and do that. It actually is very. It's much more involved than I expected, and it takes you to some interesting on places. Sometimes, unless you already have. What was that? You could do an episode on Beckett. Oh, we could. Yeah, we could totally. I don't think I, I have done that. No. I was adding Beckett information for this episode, mm-hmm. and then I was like, "This could be its own thing." Why like, don't we do not... that next? Why don't we talk about him okay. next? Um, and so, if if you haven't done that quest line yet, make sure you go do it. If uh, if you're worried about spoilers, then I guess skip the next episode. But it does it does go very well with the stuff we've talked here today. Um, and he's a more interesting character than I think I think most of us realize. I don't think that I've done it. And so on that note, if anyone else would like to see the Beckett quest, mm-hmm. I could stream it because yeah. I don't think I've done it yet. Yeah, you should do it. You should go get Beckett, um, add him to your, to your group. And then, you know, like, I don't know. I'm not going to spoil anything. But of course, when things do work out well, he's uh, very, very thankful for, for your help on stuff. And it takes him a while to kind of trust you. Um, it's interesting. It's he's I don't know. There's there's a lot going on there. You, you can really I don't know. You can tell. Um Hopefully they continue to flesh out some of these companion characters more in future updates as well. I think it would be really cool for them to not just have one little storyline and then they turn into your just regular camp person. You know, it would be interesting for them to kind of expand that out or potentially come places with you and leave your camp, you know, and be like a a side companion. They're actually adding that to Elder Scrolls Online, this idea that you can take some of your companions with you places now, which is a new thing that's going to come out this year. Um, yeah, yeah. So cool stuff. All right, Lainey, what else do you have going on before we head out? You're streaming again. Streaming again. I finally can think I can consistently like have a schedule again, which is really nice. Um, right now that looks to me like Monday, Tuesday, and then like a Friday or Saturday or both. So it's gonna be like three to four days a week, Monday, Tuesday, and then like Friday, Saturday, question mark. Um, cool. So yeah, so if you are free those days, it's usually during the daytime on the East Coast. So like either sometime between like 10 a.m. and like noon is usually when I get started. And then we just go as long as we go. So you guys are all welcome to join at any time. I'd yeah. love to have you. Go, go check out our stuff. Um, I've been doing my stuff. You know, I've got all my shows, robotsradio.net. The, the network is growing. We actually have five now, five Rocket Club shows on the network these are new and upcoming shows that i'm helping grow their ability to not only to create podcasts but also to market their shows and and get them launched right on the right foot so if you're interested in joining us we have one more slot open for right now um i might expand it in the future but i think having six people uh representing six different shows on a weekly call where we go over stuff is it's pretty much as full as i want it to be uh, until i decide to expand that and add some more time to focus on those things but you can check that stuff out at robotsradio.net slash rocket dash club and i've got my other shows and i try as often as i can to stream during the day to do some of my work streams you can be my work buddy while i edit podcasts and, and do things like that um today my son was doing uh some uh some science project stuff and uh, i had to kind of be back and forth a lot so um i worked on things but then like ran out of the room and they worked on things and ran out of the room so it was, it was kind of a busy day it didn't make sense to stream so so that's what I've got going on. Um, but definitely check out everything going on at robotsradio.net and come back next week for our live show Monday nights, twitch.tv slash robotsradio, 9 p.m. Eastern, 6 p.m. Pacific. And we will see you guys next time. 
Have a wonderful rest of your week. And until next time, don't go taking drugs and killing people. That's not a good idea. Chasing waterfalls. Sorry, I cut out. Don't go chasing waterfalls. Don't go chasing waterfalls either. Don't go chasing we're gonna yes, get DMCA'd on Twitch while we sing this. Check out robotsradio.net. Also, look up the Robots Radio YouTube for videos about Fallout and other things. And check us out on Twitter, twitter.com slash robotsradio. You've been listening to a Robots Radio podcast. Smart shows for interesting people. Check out all the shows at robotsradio.net. How much of a song can you sing badly before you get DMCA'd by Twitch? Should we test it out? I think you can get through a whole song. Don't go chasing waterfalls. Oh, it's delayed. There's a delay there. It's uh, it's messing me up. You got to do the harmony. I can't harmonize. I can't sing. (laughs) (laughs) Let's try to harmonize over a delay. Here we go. We're not going to do that. I'm scared. <laughs> Singing should be okay to do on Twitch. Piano. Yeah, I'll, I'll piano yeah. some some. As long as there isn't a pre-recorded portion, you know. I've heard though that sometimes the algorithm, if it's too close to the original, will actually tag it. Will actually flag it. Uh, I wonder if that has to do with the key it's in and all that kind of stuff. Oh yeah, definitely the key thing because YouTube does that too. That makes sense. Mm-hmm. Um, that wouldn't be surprising at all. If it's but too similar, it'll it'll flag you. Yeah, YouTube will do the same thing. For sure. I've been using a lot of uh, DMCA free songs that are mm-hmm. lo-fi versions of real songs, though. So not just like like the oh weird like stream, stream and... beats or whatever, but like genuinely like they're like covers and like whatever. There's a bunch from um, like Avatar: The Last Airbender, Airbender that I like. Mm. Um, they're cool, and mm. they don't flag those. Although I've been flagged for like stuff that didn't even make sense to me before, so like I don't even know. Yeah. It's weird. I, I try to like when I play Fallout, I try to turn off the music. Um, I leave the in world radios on, but yeah, you have to turn off the music because it'll. I got DMCA for the, the Sims music. What? That's weird. <laughs> but some of the Sims oh, music sounds like actual music. Some of it is. Some of it yeah. is actual music. They just change the words. Um, by the, and some of the, the the singing is actually the original artists. Like um, right, like the Katy Perry one. Ka- the Katy like... Perry one. Yeah, yeah, that's the one that comes to mind. Oh, interesting. Interesting. Oh, man. Guys, I can't wait for the next the next update on Fallout. The the UI update that they did is so good with all the like, I don't know what is it called? Quality of life changes that they did. That stuff. So nice. Have you seen that, Lainey? Have you loaded it back up recently? Playing a lot of nuclear winter recently, but also I just dived into Minecraft. So yeah, yeah, crafting and playing Apex Legends mostly. I'm just I don't know, being into battle royales right now. I guess, I guess which so. is so funny. I used to be really good at them, and now I'm <laughs> garbage at them. I've just gone backwards. What happened? I'm so bad. I think part of it is like the adjustment to using a PC, of course, mm-hmm. because I don't like is it is not the same. Um. But like, even just on a base level, I make mistakes that I never ever would have made otherwise, and I'll do them playing with other people that I know or on stream. Yeah, <laughs> there's some yeah. clips of me dying in ways that just like You're should just like, not what? have happened. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Camp loadouts. Oh, camp loadouts. That's gonna be so good. They're gonna have camp loadouts where you can like swap between different camp builds. Um, you're gonna be able to like swap out your perk cards and and your special 
score. You can rearrange your special points. That's great, because then you can actually try out different builds without having to like re completely rework a character or grow up another character and level them and all that. It's going to be so nice. I'd almost to. Maybe I'm at level 40. In Fault 76, oh, yeah? I don't remember. Oh, you gotta, we got to get you to 50. We got to get you all the way to 50. And then, yeah, we can grind, then we can grind some really good weapons and stuff for you. But I uh, I think this is the, the highest level I've ever gotten in a game before I've made a new character. <laughs> I just never touched it again. <laughs> what? <laughs> yeah. I have distinct memories of playing lots of other Bethesda games and making it to, like, level 12. And then, and then starting then over? Touching. Yeah. Have you finished them? You finished, yeah, you finished Fallout 4, 4, but what level did you finish it? I don't remember what level I was when I finished it. Probably a more recent, maybe like 20-something. Yeah, but and like, every game I has a different leveling system, like, it, you know, what's the equivalent, yeah. Um, huh. Yeah, it's pretty weird. I've played Skyrim, like, so many new characters at this point that, like, it, I, I don't even know. They just all mush together, yeah. They just all mush together, but I swear yeah. that I've never gone above, like, 15. <laughs> right, yeah, I've been doing my naked, naked Skyrim, naked, uh, wizard playthrough yeah. on on vr um and i got this this new vr headset is a hp uh reverb g2 that's stuck on stuff um this thing is beautiful it has the highest resolution of any vr headset and is phenomenal it is gorgeous um i got it's like kind of VR it's recently you know when you wear a vr headset and you can see all the pixels and it looks like you're looking mm -hmm. through a screen door this one looks like i'm looking at my monitor from about this far away it's, that's amazing it's amazing it like it looks like i'm looking at it's not perfect it's not like i can't see the pixels but it's so good that like i just walk around skyrim and i'm just like <laughs> just like whoa look this stuff looks amazing it's really cool what was that it's really cool yeah it is it is really cool yeah that's neat yeah i have a i got a like some sort of vr something for christmas but you I don't have know not what it is. It. it was a Christmas gift, and it was shipped to the house of the gifter, and I oh. do not have it, so I don't actually know what it is. But they I know didn't it's tell you specifically what it is. It was Christmas. That's a month ago. <laughs> I don't remember. Tell them to ship it to you. Gosh, <laughs> I'll get it. I just have to go to Lakeland. <laughs> yeah. All right. Fine. Yeah. Well, everybody, thank you for joining us. This has been super fun as usual thank you for being here uh and it's good to see all of all well i'm not seeing your faces to see all of your usernames that's always cool um so scully and fenwa and fox and fenwa thank you for this thank you for the sub actually um beelzebub also thank you for giving neos pandora a sub that was awesome too and all of the new follows and everybody thank you for being here uh we'll be back uh for another uh, yeah yeah you got you got gifted a sub you didn't even notice Oh, thank yeah. you. <laughs> yeah, Flobby Chavi. Now I can do exciting. <laughs> Your boy Flobbert. <laughs> Flobbert. Flobbert. You guys should go check out Fenwa. He sings stuff. If you haven't checked out his stream, go follow him. Okay. Yeah. Click on his name. Just click on click on his name and go follow his channel. He 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 plays a bunch of awesome music. Oh, my Twitch. Neos my Pandora. Twitch is... Neos Pandora. Yeah, it'll work. It'll work. Um, I don't okay. lock this down too much because if people are trolls, I just I just, I just shoot them. them. I just shoot them with lasers. Oh, thanks, Scully Face. Mm -hmm. There you go. All right, guys. Well, thanks. Have a good night. We'll see you later. Bye.
Mother's Day is almost here, and you can get her the most beautiful time-tested gift around. A watch she can wear every day for movement. Whether mom's into classic dress watches, rare and refined ceramics, or tried-and-true bestsellers, movement has something she'll love. And right now, you can save big on the best Mother's Day gift ever with up to 50% off site-wide during Movement's Mother's Day sale at MVMT.com. Again, that's up to 50% off at MVMT.com.